It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And it is Carcon Carne here on a Friday night. I'm James Van Alstel, and this here show is sponsored by our friends at C&H Financial Services. Business owners are, well, they're figuring things out. They're finding their way around this new normal brought on by the coronavirus, and C&H Financial Services is here to help. They offer a variety of products, ranging from traditional merchant accounts to a zero-cost payment processing solution, which eliminates the expense associated with accepting Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and American Express as a form of customer payment. C&H Financial Services eTab Solutions, easy to set up for your business for online ordering and curbside pickup. CNH also offers cost-effective commercial lending programs, which can help get your business the money it needs to make it through these unprecedented times. To learn more, contact CNH Financial Services at 855-600-2437 or go to chfs.us. I'm joined tonight by the future of rock. It is Neptune's core. Uh, collectively, I don't, I don't think between the four of you, you're 40 years old altogether. And maybe you're a little older than that. Uh, but yeah. high school and middle school students, yes? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Here's the most encouraging thing. There are two things I was excited about when I heard your music. One, sounded good. Uh, Two, it shows that the future listens to and plays guitar. I was worried that in middle schools, in high schools right now, it's only hip hop, it's only pop, and that rock has been forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Sometimes it does seem like that, but I feel like in Chicago, it's like you've got this whole center of like, rock music there's a whole community that loves and appreciates it and we're kind of growing up we have a we've met a lot of other great musicians and we're like work together play gigs together and we're just kind of like a rising like group that kind of plays together that plays like rock music and identify yourselves for me would you who's who uh i'm caitlin i'm the drummer i'm sophie i'm the lead singer and guitarist um, I'm Jacqueline. I'm the other singer, and I'm the lead guitarist. I'm Hannah. I'm the bassist. So, how long have you all been playing instruments? Like from from the get go, musical homes and all that. Um. Well, we all grew up listening to music, going to shows, so we were all inspired to start playing music. So, I actually started playing classical piano when I was three, and then I started guitar when I was eight or nine. So, yeah, that's when I started playing. Um, so Jackie, she'd always played music like around the house. I hadn't really started music, but since I was little, I was always super interested in like drumming and rhythms. That was like the first time, like the first thing I noticed in a song. So when I turned, I think nine or 10, um, I, I was like, I told my dad, I was like, no, I want to play drums now. And he was like, okay. So then (laughs) I started drum lessons and I haven't turned back. Yeah, Jacqueline and Caitlin, they um, did a thing called School of Rock in Chicago. Oh, right on. Okay. And so they're sisters, yeah. and Hannah and I are sisters. Um, and we were inspired to start School of Rock as well, which is such a great community. So I started playing guitar about three years ago. Hannah, uh, bass. Yeah, I played bass. I started around when I was eight, I think. So. Yeah, we've been doing that at School of Rock, and we've been playing gigs, you know, like at Reggie's, we played at Cuba's, and just a bunch of places around Chicago. Well, and and most recently, didn't you just do a benefit at a brewery? 
Yes, yeah. as a band, we've done a lot of stuff. Um, at, we've done one at Burning Bush Brewery recently. Yeah. It's it was um it was like right outside on the river, beautiful weather, and it was a benefit for my block, my hood, my city. Um, and so we were able to raise pretty much two thousand dollars, two hundred. Two hundred dollars for them, and two thousand would be great. We're getting, <laughs> yeah. but two hundred for now, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, right on. I mean, I when I was uh, I don't know, freshman in high school, I would have loved to have had an excuse to be near a brewery. So, congratulations! That's very exciting. Uh, so, the music interest comes from your parents. It has to. Like, are 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 both sets of parents the type that have like stacks of of records or CDs, or do they just oh, right behind you? Oh yeah, yeah. I have like a little over a thousand records. Yeah, definitely. I recently, last Christmas, got a record player in my room when my dad upgraded the record player here. Um, <laughs> so I just basically there's music around like around the house all the time. We wait. So you have a, a you personally have a record player? Yes. There is hope yet. There is there is hope for the future. I love it. it and I've, I've said this before on this podcast to me. I mean, you, you can stream anything you want you're streaming. You can, you know, pull up Spotify, listen to whatever you want. There's something about putting on a record and you're, you're stuck with that artist for 20 minutes at a time. Cause no one wants to requeue the record and pick another song. You, you you're there listening from start to finish. You hear the good songs and the bad songs, but there's something about that because if you're just streaming stuff, you're just clicking next, 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 you're jumping around playlist to playlist. I, I feel like you really get, a sense of what the artist was going for if you put on a record and i feel like it connects you to the artist more because sometimes i feel like artists like sneak little things in where like two songs flow together yes. where you have like an album on shuffle or like a playlist you don't really notice that and it's like these like subtle little like references maybe one song to another that you notice and i i, I love it yeah. See, and that's a lost art, the sequencing of an album, like figuring out the, the flow. That's that's key. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Listening to an album from start to finish kind of takes you on a journey. And with our album, like album order, like we had eight songs that we wanted to release. But when it came to album order, we really kind of thought long and hard about like what we want our first song to be and what we want our last song to be. So like the first one it starts out, you know, like really quiet. And then they just, the whole band comes in together and that kind of draws the listener in. And then the last one kind of ends quiet in harmony. See, that was what I was about to ask. You put out a record, like yeah. you did it. I mean, some bands don't even get to that finish line. And here you are at the age you are with this accomplished album. It's can't have it all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a glass half empty view for someone of your age is this a cynical approach to the world yeah uh we well we thought it was like fitting for this time um it's the lyric of the title track off or the the song the first song off the album so small yeah so small the leading track um i guess how we came up with the name we were all sitting on uh just kind of a small roof outside of my bedroom we were just thinking oh what the heck do we want to call this album and then we thought to ourselves, like, what's it about? It's about kind of, I guess, teenage angst and what we're going through, you know, because we're all around, you know, teenage like yeah. years, some younger. Wait, are, are you angsty? A little, you know, yeah, we, we are pretty angsty. Um, you know, quarantine, <laughs> we've gone to, you know, feel the angst, I guess. But we were thinking, we were just like, 
oh, so small, the central theme is that you can't have it all. You know, like no one's perfect. You can't have it all. So we were just like, oh, let's call it that. And it just kind of came to us. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you played in front of crowds and stuff. What was that like when you started to rev up the band a little bit and you started putting yourself forward in front of a live audience? Were there nerves? Were you, were you just ready? Did you just slide right into gear? Um, so as we mentioned, we all went to the program School of Rock, which in that program, it, they basically just bring kids together to play. So that helped, I think, like so much for all of us for just like learning how to collaborate with other musicians and playing on stage in front of people. Uh, yeah, so that program definitely helped. Yeah. There were definitely nerves for some yeah. of us at first, <laughs> but um, you know, I think we've all gotten a lot better. Yeah, and those shows also introduced us to a lot of great venues like Cobra Lounge, Reggie's Rock Club, mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Subterranean. Like yeah. Beat Kitchen, Beat Lincoln Kitchen. Hall, and Lincoln Hall's Tiding with Shoe Buzz. Like the venues in Chicago are amazing and they love supporting Chicago musicians and like up and coming musicians. And I think it's just like a great scene between yeah. the venues and artists. And I think when playing a gig, we do have a bit of like nervous energy at first, sure. but when you get to be up there on the stage and you see, oh, hey, the audience is digging this music. They are supporting us and you kind of feed off that energy. And then the nerves die down and you're just like, oh, I'm enjoying myself now, which is one of the reasons why like over quarantine, we really missed playing in front of sure. audiences because playing, from a, playing in front of a live audience gives you so much kind of power and it really drives your music. Yeah. Sure. And you have, you have momentum going and that, kind of stalled out and you want to you want to keep that forward motion right you're feeding off of each other i used to get like nauseous before shows like i was a whole wreck i could barely even walk on stage sometimes but then i would like sit down at the kit like get through my first song awful but then like the second song when like the audience starts feeling it 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 changes like your whole mindset it's it's insane like it's almost like spiritual feeling So you've played with other bands at shows. You've had a producer produce your record. What have, what's the most important thing you've learned so far as a band coming up as far as making music goes or coming up in an actual music scene? What, what's, your, what's your biggest takeaway so far? Well, I think getting connections with other bands that you're around is extremely important because like they help you and you can help them and you just like, you can play gigs with each other. They can open you up to new experiences. You can open them up to new experiences. And it just makes playing music and playing shows so much fun. But then it also just like makes your band better and it exposes yeah. you to a new audience. Uh, yeah, and I think growing up in the Chicago music scene, there's a great sense of support, you know, like bands supporting other bands, you know, that leads to more gigs, as Jackie was saying. And it just, you develop great friendships with other bands and within this band as well. You know, it's just a great opportunity and yeah, we just love it. Yeah. It's like half of the band is just building and keeping up relationships. Like, yeah, it's almost just like friend groups, like going back and forth. How can I help you? How can you help me? It's, it's great. And the Chicago music scene, I think is so good with that. So like, like bigger bands who have like are a little bit more established, like, Twin Peaks and Ohm and White Mystery, who are all out of Chicago, have been so extremely like 
helpful and supportive, like not only in general in Chicago, but even with us and just like helping us out personally, I think it's really great. And eventually I know we all want to be able to like be that mentor for someone else someday. That's awesome. And I think you've already learned a lesson that it takes people years, decades to figure out. It's a big scene, but it's also a small scene. And you're going to see these people in some way, shape or form for as long as you make music and establishing good, positive relationships now is only going to do you a great service in the future. There's no point in being a prima donna. There's no point in being a jerk. You're all doing this for the same goals, making music. Awesome. All right. So the album is available, streamable everywhere. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It is called Can't Have It All. You are Neptune's core. I I mean, I'm going to warn you. The history of rock and roll is littered with horror stories about siblings who start bands together. (laughs) Time and again, it it doesn't end well. So build a nice uh, relationship now and then you'll be good to go. You don't want to be the Black Crows. You don't want to be Oasis. You don't want to be the Kinks. You don't want to be Space Hog. I could go on. Be, Be kind and respectful and you'll go far. Oh, could not agree more. Yes. <laughs> All right. I, the future is bright. Thank you for doing this. I, I'm I'm optimistic. People play guitars at the high school age now. They play in rock bands. Hell yes. Sorry. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, very nice to meet you all. Very nice, nice to meet you. you. Thank, well. you Thank you for having us. Thank you.